0: Bobby Marks has said that he would not be surprised if the Detroit Pistons got in the Zach Levine market. I'm going to talk about that, debunk a little bit, because a lot of people now are taking that running with it that the Detroit Pistons are interested in Zach Levine, and that doesn't necessarily mean that. We also got Billy Donovan talking about the progression of Iota Sumo and an injury update to Zach Levine. We're going to talk about all that, plus a little bit into the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, and it's my birthday. It's my birthday, by the way, guys, so... Doesn't the content don't stop even on my birthday? But I had to, you know, give myself a little shout out with that. But more importantly, you guys can follow the show at Bull Central Pod on every social media platform that you happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And so, every thought, you know, you guys know, usually when news drops, I drop this Bobby Marks thing came out yesterday, and he talked about the Detroit Pistons. I'm going to read the exact quote: "It's Detroit is what two and seventeen. I would not be surprised if they dip their toe into Zach Levine and see what his market is, and we see uh, if." We can get a guy who's a former All Star who we couldn't get in free agency and doesn't cost much. Uh, Maybe just cost uh, us much of an expiring contract and one of the younger kids that they go out and do something like that. That would be kind of a team I just keep an eye on. So, listen. Here's the thing with that. This was presented as complete speculation by a guy who not isn't necessarily reporting on it that he's heard that the Detroit Pistons are interested in Zach Levine, but saying he wouldn't be surprised. Now. Here's the thing. You guys know I like to be realistic with it. I'm going to talk about it from both standpoints. I'm going to talk about it from the standpoint of how how could they get involved in the Zach Levine market. But I'm going to talk about it from the realistic standpoint first. And I don't see the Detroit Pistons getting involved in Zach Levine. Uh, He's a player that we've already heard people question how he, uh, you know, how he impacts winning. And for a, a young team like the Detroit Pistons, they have young, scrappy players on that team. I don't necessarily know if they get into the market for Zach Levine. Now, one could say that maybe they could because they aren't going to be a free agent destination anytime soon. So maybe they bring in a player that's kind of a surefire scorer. And, you know, they have other players around that. But I don't just necessarily see the the, the straightforward fit. And I don't see them wanting to give up on one of their young, promising players for a chance to, dra- to, uh, to trade for a guy who's older. Right? Doesn't necessarily fit their timeline. One thing about the Detroit Pistons, most of their players fit the same timeline they're all around the same age maybe a variance of like two to three years there on a lot of those players but you know yes they're they're the worst team in the NBA they're terrible they've gone on one of the longest losing streaks that you're going to ever see in the NBA you're not going to see losing streaks of theirs uh quite oftenly but when it comes down to it I just don't know especially for a team that sees the Chicago Bulls a lot over the years they know exactly what Zach Levine would be I don't see them really giving up their young pieces and their young core to really try to trade Zach Levine even when you look at their some of their first round picks I don't necessarily know if they get into it. So they can't trade any of their picks until the 2029 pick, I believe, because they have protections on the 2025, 2026, and 2027 pick. So I don't necessarily know if they end up moving that now. If one of those picks does convey before now and then, then, yeah, you could look to do something. But I just don't necessarily see it. Um, and, you know, so the, the, the future picks, okay, that's one thing. But then you got to look at the, the players. Even if they did want to give up a young player, I know everybody's kind of circling around. Jaden Ivey his contract 17 point uh, seven I'm sorry 7.6 million dollars so you still got to come up with at that point in time you got to come up with another 33 million dollars to match the contract to Zach Levine now Bogdanovich gets you a lot of the way there that's 20 million dollar contract he's the older player if you do move on from Zach Levine Zach Levine can come in be the three-point threat that Bojan is uh, as well as you know just score a a better all-around score with that and then you gotta look at some of the other things. Would they like like at that point you're looking at maybe Marvin Bagley Jr. But then are the Bulls really going to be interested in that? They do have Joe Harris, who's another older player that doesn't fit their timeline with a 19 million dollar contract. But like, are the Bulls really willing? Is Jaden Ivey the bu- the deal's built around Jaden Ivey? Are they willing to take back that type of money for for um. For Joe Harris, now he is an expiring contract, so there is something to be said on that, right? And and Bogdanovich, I think, has one more year left on his deal as well after this season. Um, yeah, he has a partially guaranteed deal left after the season at nineteen million dollars. Considering he's a vet, you know, you could look to move him, maybe even find a third team, something like that. So you know, those type of questions do exist when it comes down to it. But you know, yes, technically the 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 Pistons could come up to the to the money of Zach Levine. They could come up to that money. But are those players that the Bulls are really interested in? And don't even get to talk. If anybody brings up James Wiseman, you're crazy, right? And we got a voicemail from Shay. He asked if the Bulls can get Asar Thompson, Asura, Asura Thompson in that. I don't necessarily know if that like they're going to not be willing to give up Asar either. Maybe Jaden Ivey. but I just I don't necessarily see the Detroit Pistons realistically getting involved in in the Zach Levine trade drama. Now again, I could be I could be wrong on that, right? When, like I said, they got they got a young piece in Jaden Ivey who you know, may have fallen out of that rotation with them. So, again, that's not really no harm, no foul on them. They'd be trading a player that doesn't play a whole hell of a lot for them, Uh, for a player that, you know, they're coming in needing to be him. But then you got to ask yourself, too, like, ah, I just I, – I don't know, man. I really don't know when it comes down to it. Um, I I, I I, don't know, man. I Listen, I just don't see the natural fit to that. I just don't see it myself. Um, But, hey, like I said before, and I've said many times, I could absolutely be wrong on that. I could be wrong on that. Jaden Ivey as well like you could look at it yeah he gets 30 minutes in there uh night but then 19 13 minutes goes back up to 29 minutes like it's just it's it doesn't seem like he's prioritized with that detroit pistons team so you would think that a lot of what they're going to be built around starts with Jaden Ivey. but then again you're adding a 6'4 195 pound point guard who does have some up- upside but then you got to look at what does that do for kobe white as well right And you're not going to i don't think play those guys together so i Listen, I, I just, I'm not saying that I wouldn't. If, if the Bulls can get Jaden Ivey a 2029 first, maybe even another first heavily protected, maybe that can get you in the door, especially as we're hearing that Zach Levine's trade market may be going, going on, on the downturn a little bit. But I just don't know if the Detroit Pistons can put a realistic deal together um, that the Bulls would be interested in. But hey, uh, again, if the market is as dry as some people are alluding to, You got to take what's the best deal for you. So we'll end up seeing with that. But that's kind of my thought process that you guys can let me know what you think down below. But next up, Billy Donovan threw a lot of praise to Io DeSumo. I got a couple of quotes here. He said this, I give him a lot of credit for just his disposition. He's ultra competitive. He doesn't back away from anything. Owns things he needs to improve on. Takes on defensive matchups. Will play any role you ask him to play. He's got a great deal of confidence and belief in himself, which he should. He's a really hard worker. Winning's a major priority for him. And I think his attitude is always like, whatever I'm getting minute-wise, I'm going to make the most of those minutes and try to do the best I can to help the team. And it's been evident in the play of Io DeSumo. We talked about how Io DeSumo's last five games have been excellent for him as far as efficiency, defense, things like that. And Io has really rehabbed uh his the view on him, right? A lot of people thought looked at Io after that, that sophomore slump that he had and thought, Hey, this isn't a guy anymore for us. Maybe the Bulls can look to move on from him. Some people even thinking the Bulls maybe shouldn't have given him a deal last offseason. But Io shown, hey, listen, I'm still young. He's about the same age as Kobe White. He still has tons of upside. Uh, he still has developing to do, and he's getting back on the right path. And it's good to see that Billy Donovan sees that in Io Sumu as well, right? You want your head coach, even if you know, we don't, I don't like the head coach necessarily a lot, but you want your head coach to see the hard work. And reward him with minutes for that. desumo has been one of the bright spots for the Chicago Bulls. He just has most of the season. His three-point shooting was much better at the start. It's kind of come back down to reality. That's gonna happen. But the effort, the play style as well, has been something that's absolutely suited Io DeSumo. and him getting out in transition. You see that Io DeSumo is dangerous in transition, no longer really having difficulty finishing around the rim like he did last year, also. And so, you know, I love seeing the confidence from Io DeSumo. We've talked about it with Kobe White, but confidence is so important for players. In the NBA, and I think it's more important than what we re- we typically give credit to, because we think that these guys just come in and they're they're perfect versions of them, right? And we live in like that 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 instant gratification mindset where yeah, it's been up and down. His role has been up and down. He came in was really relied on for his defense initially a lot. He ends up you know earning more and more minutes after that. Lonzo then goes down. He comes into the starting point guard role. He's the starting point guard to start off last season, and you know those kind of things happen. But you're seeing an Ayotisumu now that's kind of been able to play more free been able to play more to what his strengths are coming off that bench, finding his place in that bench unit. Then, with the way that the play style is updated for the Chicago Bulls lately since, you know, Zach Levine's been out of getting out in transition, uh, attacking the defense, right, before they have a chance to set up the rebounds. If Io catches the the ball, uh, a, a rebound, uh, and gets on the fast break, watch your heads, right? And so we're seeing an Io Desumo that just is getting back to all that promise we saw from him his rookie year and, you know, again, Iowa is probably going to be a long-term pro, and he's going to have an extreme role coming off the bench. We saw it. He's not a point guard. He wasn't even a true point guard in Illinois, and so you're seeing Io now really kind of thrive more at that wing position, which is actually coming into the season is something I did say. Don't be surprised if Io does get minutes. It's at the wing, but I'll tell you what, I didn't even necessarily expect for him to play this way, as soon as what he did, he came into the season understanding his role, understanding how to how to how to get his right and where to get his, and impact the game of basketball. And that's all you can ask for a bench player like Ayotisumo, who's just thriving in that role. And even when he's coming to the starting lineup, has played extremely well. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home. but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie: you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. The confidence for Io is back through the roof, and I think we're going to see the best version of Io now playing with that confidence consistently. So good to see that Billy Donovan acknowledged that. But you know, we just talked about the play style changing as well. And one of the biggest questions with that new play style that the Bulls showed in that first game that Zach Levine and DeMar was was out is when DeMar comes back, how is he going to put, he's, he's going to fit into that. Well, he talked about the fast-paced offense a little bit. DeMar saying this, just being unselfish, pushing the pace, not worrying about mistakes we may make defensively, understanding reads, and everybody is shooting the ball with confidence. It's a testament to everybody understanding what needs to be done, the tempo needs to be done at. And we talked about how important, and over on Locked Bulls, we kind of framed it in saying is the San Antonio version of DeMar DeRozan coming out for the Chicago Bulls team, facilitating more, picking his spots more, understanding, hey, the fourth quarter is probably going to be my time to cook. But until then, I can't really get out and run with these young players like they can, but me pushing the pace, me me having the ball in my hands, me doing a little bit more facilitating to put these young guys in position is probably going to be where I'm best suited at, and then I can attack when they need me to. When we need a big bucket, when things start getting close, that's when it's my time to actually kick in that scoring aspect, and I can be highly efficient in that. A DeMar DeRozan that buys into this, right? Now, he's still something to be said about the fit between him and and. Nikola Vucevic and them kind of getting their offense around the same spots. There's there's a lot to be said with that still, and then there's still big questions around how they're going to make that work long term. But I think at the end of the day, DeMar is showing that he can fit in with this new play style that the Bulls are showing. Now, it's been one game, right? And we'll see if we can continue that against the Charlotte Hornets going down tomorrow and then the Spurs there after that. But if, if DeMar DeRozan can fit in with this, buy into the system, understand how he needs to go about getting his game off um, in that time, listen, it's going to just make the team more dangerous, especially if you still have players that aren't hesitating to shoot, to, to take shots. If you still get this confident Kobe White, if you still get this new Patrick Williams who's playing with way more confidence and giving us defensive and offensive uh, nights, big nights in that, it it really helps. And when that ball's moving all around, you don't know where that attack's coming from and everybody's getting involved in the game by getting the ball in their hands and getting shot opportunities, everybody's more engaged in that. And so, yeah, it's it's up there. It's still up to coaching to figure out What's happening with Demar and Vooch and how to get that to kind of operate the best consistently, whatever that means. But at the end of the day, Demar is finding a way to fit in with this young team and this new up-tempo play style. And if that continues, listen, I mean, I know a lot of people are saying we should trade Demar, but we'll end up seeing if that's the case. But with that said, we got two voicemails I want to get into today. This first one, this one's from Shea. Yo, hey,
1: what's up, man?
0: Look, I know you've heard about the whole, oh,
1: trading Zach Levine to the Detroit Pistons. And hey, I don't really give a damn where that goes as long as we get a good deal. But a part of that deal that I would love, if we do trade Zach to the Pistons, I'm sorry, man, but I would love to have Asura Thompson on this team. Look, I know what you're going to say. Oh, he's not a shooter, but that's what we got a shooting coach for. Blah, blah, But if we do trade Zach to the Detroit Pistons, I don't care who comes along with it. With, with that deal, but as long as Asura Thompson comes, comes along in that deal, look, I think Asura is some. I think Asura could be something special, and if he gets on this team, if we do give Zach LaVayne up, along with some other pieces, hey, that's cool, along with some other pieces, the other pieces could be cool, but I feel like Asura Thompson could be what we need, especially, especially if next season DeMar DeRozan doesn't come back, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, too what you think? Peace.
0: All right, bro, and I kind of alluded to this. The Bulls aren't getting a, a Sar Thompson. They're not getting it. It's not happening. Like, I just don't see them giving up a young player who's come in with and been known as what he's already as a defender, and then the fact that that scoring is starting to come along for him as well. I don't personally see it. I don't, um, especially if they're giving up Jaden Ivey. But, listen, if you can get back a 6'6", 205-pound defender on the wing who can play either shooting guard or, or small forward, uh, who's already shown, you know, a capability of defending players like uh, Zach Levine, and then when you look at it, he's averaging 10 and 10.7 points per game and nine rebounds per game. He's averaging on 46 percent shooting, and being only 20 years old, I just don't see the Detroit Pistons giving that up for Zach Levine, as flawed of a player he is. If anything, I think they look at it and say, Hey, listen, Zach and Demar. I mean, uh, Zach and Asur, Asur can play next to each other, and then we're getting that. Uh, does that take shooting opportunities away from Asur? Yeah, but he's only taking nine and a half shots per game. Averaging 10 points for that, shooting, like I said, 46% from the field, only 13% from three-point range. You bring in now Zach Levine, who can shoot better threes, and I just don't necessarily see them giving up uh, a Thompson in that. Now, I will say this. If you call the Detroit Pistons and they're willing to give up uh, Thompson, Jaden Ivey, and deal, I don't think, you, I don't think you're going to get both of those guys just considering the contracts, right? You have to make those contracts work, and you're going to have to send uh, Bogdanovich in that as well as other players. i, I it, Here's what I'll say. I don't think that is likely, but here's what I'll say to that, Shay, is that if they do offer Thompson, that automatically makes that probably one of the better deals that the Chicago Bulls are going to get offered for Zach Levine. So we end up seeing how that's going to shake out. All right, let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one's from the 224.
1: Hey, CBC, Chicago Bulls Central. So I just wanted to call in to give you my thoughts on the whole Chicago Bulls situation with DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. But this is how I feel regarding it. So Hazy, I think we should keep Demar for the rest of this season. Uh, he's a good vet, and unlike Zach Levine, he is able to hit the clutch shots in the clutch. And at the end of the day, he's expiring contract. So depending on how the rest of the season goes, including wins, losses, the player development of you know the young guys like Kobe, Pat, and Io. We could either re-sign Demar to a team-friendly extension at the end of the year, similar to what we did with uh, Bucevic, or we could let him walk in free agency. But I think there is less risk in keeping Demar versus trading Zach. I think we do have to trade Zach, but in my opinion, I'd like to trade Zach just for picks. I don't want them to trade him for, let's say, like young player or someone that we need to give minutes to because then it's going to take away minutes from either IO, Kobe, or Patrick. So that's the way I think they should go with it. So there's not much risk in
0: terms of keeping Demar, but we have to see how the rest of the season goes. Thanks again, man. Keep Demar for the full season. You know, here's the thing. I think that depending on where the Bulls sit, right? Uh, And I know a lot of Bulls fans, and we said this before, is that just because the Bulls are trading Zach Levine, do not let that make you think that the Bulls are going to go full rebuild and they're just trying to send off everybody. They may very well try to keep on DeMar DeRozan, lock him into an extension, and then help him guide the development of the young players. That's not necessarily what I want to see. I do think that you have to look at everything out there. And if you're getting a really good deal back for DeMar DeRozan where you are getting a future asset or a young piece, that, yeah, it's not going to be as good, but maybe can fit a different role that you need. I think you may look to take that. Now, as far as the Zach Levine piece of what you said, there's not, I don't, there's not a world in which you're just getting picks back for Zach Levine. His contract is over $40 million. Now, you can try to get back expiring contracts to where they're not long-term deals, but I just don't even necessarily see that. Like I think the Bulls are going to look at this as a chance to get a young player back. And keep in mind, even saying taking away minutes from Pat, uh, Io and Kobe, look at it. They're getting their minutes now, and I don't think. They're going to get like they're not going to be less prioritized in the next wave of the Chicago Bulls. So they're going to get their minutes anyway. But you want to use this this moving Zach Levine as a chance to get any young talent you can back and to see how they're going to develop on your team and in your system. At least that would kind of be my mindset. So I understand where you're getting at and just kind of wanting picks back. But I don't think Zach Levine is going to you're going to get a whole hell of a lot of picks back for Zach. I do think you're better off trying to get some young pieces that can compete, do some things for you now, and then uh, also a future draft pick. But we'll end up seeing. We always heard it's two firsts: a young player and salary cap filler with Zach Levine. But what we've heard with how his market's kind of shaking out, it may turn into a little bit something different than that. So you know, we'll end up seeing with that. But uh, you know, that's kind of my thoughts on it. I understand where you're getting from with both those topics, but I guess we'll just end up seeing what comes of the Zach Levine trade and what the Bulls end up getting back for it, because. Like I said before, it's about getting the best assets back possible for Zach Levine so you can go forward into the next wave of whatever your team is or is not and then try to start making moves that way. At least, like I said, that's what I think. That's what I would like to see. And we'll see if that ends up being the case for uh, Zach Levine and, and this team overall. Let's hope that it is. I, I uh, At the end of the day, I hope that they get this trade right, whatever it is. And that doesn't mean that necessarily you're going to get a talent back that's at the level of Zach Levine or that's even going to develop into that. But if you get some solid pieces, um, for you that are the right pieces and then hit on those as well as hit on your next few draft picks the sky's the limit for the bulls and we'll end up seeing what that ends up coming and turning into but guys thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of chicago bull central make sure you guys are following the show at bull central pod you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns bullcentralpod.gmail.com and then lastly if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag the number to do so 773-270-2799 we are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of
1: the Break, Break Media. Break. Media.